0: Joe Biden is one year into his presidency and it is a full-fledged disaster on every single level. Can he pull out of the tailspin? I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. One aspect of the Biden administration that has just been horrifying is, of course, the runaway inflation brought on by his crappy fiscal and monetary policy. Well, you might be thinking, hey, perhaps I should diversify away from the collapsing American dollar. (laughs) And if you are thinking this, you're thinking correctly. You should spend at least a little bit of your portfolio in precious metals. And that means you should talk to my friends over at Birch Gold. Protect your savings right now. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold because the government is sabotaging the value of the US dollar in both the short and the long term. Birch Gold will help you convert an eligible IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by real gold. That is peace of mind. And that's why I am a Birch Gold customer. With thousands of satisfied customers and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text BEN to 989898 to get a free information kit on gold. And when you buy before the end of the month, Birch Gold will send you a signed copy of my newest book, The Authoritarian Moment. Text BEN to 989898. Get your free information kit right now. Get started. And again, when you buy before the end of the month, you get a free signed copy of my newest book, The Authoritarian Moment. Alrighty, so folks, Year one of the Biden administration is now in the books. One year ago, the president of the United States was inaugurated. He was handed a working vaccine. He was handed a distribution plan for that. He was handed peace in the Middle East. He was handed a fairly stable situation in Afghanistan. He was handed a Russia and and Chinese move that had been largely blocked. Russia and China were at least somewhat stagnant. And all of this, was really easy. Like, if you go back and you listen to my predictions for Joe Biden, here's what I said when he was inaugurated. I said that for the first two years, you'd have a pretty easy time of it because the economy was going going to go into a natural recovery. We had had an artificial coma for the economy. We were already coming out of it by Q4 of 2020. And certainly, 2021 was going to be a massive boom year, followed by 2022, which would also be a massive boom year. And almost nothing Joe Biden could do could stop that. Well, wrong I was. It turns out that Joe Biden could, in fact, stop that. Joe Biden was handed peace in the Middle East. And I said, I'm not sure how he can really screw that up because it's not like the Iranians are on the verge of signing a deal with the United States. How can you screw that up? Well, he has somehow managed to screw that up as well. I said, you know, Joe Biden, even Joe Biden isn't stupid enough to be weak with China and Russia. I mean, at least Joe Biden is going to be somewhat tough. Yeah. So here is the thing. Joe Biden has had the worst first year of any president in American history. Any president in American history. There are only two exceptions. William Henry Harrison, because he was dead after 40 days, because he went out in the rain and then got pneumonia and died. And James Garfield, who was shot to death. Those are the only two dudes who had a worse time of it than Joe Biden in his first year. There are other presidents who have had bad first years. Don't get me wrong. Herbert Hoover was hit with the Great Depression in 1929. And then his response was was bad. But that was an extraneous circumstance that impacted his presidency. That was something unexpected, right? That was a circumstance that sort of fell on him. Same thing with Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's first year, half the country seceded. That really wasn't because of Abraham Lincoln. That wasn't his fault. He was handed a really bad situation. Year one of the George W. Bush administration gets September 11th. Joe Biden hasn't had any of those things. Joe Biden was handed peace. Joe Biden was handed a track, a natural track to prosperity. All he had to do was be what he already was, which was a dead person. That's all he had to do. Ironically, if Joe Biden had had William Henry Harrison's first year, he'd still be a popular president because Joe Biden was elected to be not alive. He was elected to be a a houseplant, as I say, a barely alive thing that doesn't speak very much and blocks the water stains. That's pretty much all he was there to do, president houseplant. And somehow he has managed to blow this in historic fashion. It is the greatest self-inflicted wound I have ever seen a president commit. And that includes President Trump. And President Trump spent several years completely undermining the accomplishments of his own administration because he couldn't stop his fingers from hitting buttons on Twitter. Okay, but here's the thing. Trump was unpopular the day he came into office. Joe Biden was wildly popular when he came into office. And somehow, Joe Biden has managed to make himself an extraordinarily unpopular president. To the point where Quinnipiac polls, yeah, they're slight outliers, but only slight, have him in the low 30s. I mean, let's look at the presidential approval ratings for, for example, Donald Trump. Okay, we'll use Trump as the contrast point because, of course, according to the left, Trump was the worst president in America. Okay, so right from the outset, Donald Trump did not have one day of his presidency where he was in the black in his approval rating. He did not have one net positive day in his presidency where he was on top in the approval rating. Day one, day one, he was almost even he was like 45% positive, 45% negative. And immediately, within like the first couple of weeks, he had shifted to 49% negative and like 46% positive. And then he just kind of stayed there for his entire presidency. He had some ups, he had some downs. When it was really bad, he had up to 58% of people disliking him and, and 39% of people liking him. But by the end of his first year, he was riding about 54% disapproval and 42% approval. And so he was, he was underwater by... 10 points, 12 points by the, end of his, by the end of his first year. And now, here is Joe Biden's approval rating. This is unbelievable. It really is. It's incredible. So he starts off with a 55%, 56% approval rating. Only 36% of Americans say they disapprove of Joe Biden. And pretty quickly, you start to see these lines narrow, right? But, but they're not narrowing to the point where he's anywhere near negative territory. By the time you hit, in the end of July, He's, he's kind of around 45% disapproved, but he's still got 51% approval rating. There's a swing of about three points on average. You know, like a, a mild decrease in his approval rating. And then comes Afghanistan, which is when the president of the United States decides to shoot his entire administration directly in the face. And when I say shoot his administration in the face, what I really mean is get 13 American service people killed, abandon 19 million women to, to abject sex slavery, and allow a bunch of 8th century barbarian cavemen to overrun a country and take all of America's leftover military equipment. It turns out Americans don't like that sort of thing. And so Joe Biden's disapproval rating now spikes into the the plurality position of the American people. By the time you hit September, which is exactly when this happens, right? The end of August, the the beginning of September, you see this giant spike in the disapproval rating over the course of late August. By the time you hit the beginning of September, Joe Biden is now at 48% disapprove and 48% 48 approve. And then it just gets worse. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse for Joe Biden. So this is the thing. Donald Trump started off bad and he ended bad in terms of the disapproval rating. Joe Biden started off really popular and is really, really unpopular right now because he's crappy at this job. He is just garbage at this job. As Barack Obama once famously stated, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Don't underestimate it. Again, look back at at the Trump chart for just one moment because the swing is what matters here. Okay, the swing here is from about 45% approved and 45% disapproved to 52% disapprove. Okay, so that is about a, a seven-point swing, right? 45 to 52 over the course of year one. a Seven-point swing in the negative direction for President Trump over the course of year one. Now look again at the Joe Biden chart. Okay, this Joe Biden chart shows a swing from 56% approved to 42%, a 14-point negative swing. Okay, so... Trump got seven points less popular over the course of his first year. Joe Biden got 14% less popular over the course of his first year. That's how bad this guy is at this. He's just awful. And we're going to go through where things stand. Year one of the Biden, and all of this is self-inflicted, guys. This is all because Joe Biden is an incompetent buffoon. It's because, as Nate Silver suggests, it's not that Joe Biden was ever a moderate. It's just that Joe Biden was always dead center of the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party has gone completely nuts. The Democratic Party's entire theory of politics is that everything was crazy because of just Trump. If it weren't for Trump, we'd be back to normal. Right? Trump was insane. And it was all about the, the affect. It was all about the tweeting and all about the attitude and all about the crazy jokes and all about the bleeding from whatever and all that kind of stuff. Okay? And, and this led them to believe that so long as the president of the United States didn't say things like that, they could do anything they wanted and people would just be like, well, I guess things are still sane. No wrong. It turns out there are two forms of political crazy. One form of political crazy is going out there and ripping on Mexican judges for no reason. And that's kind of like mildly political crazy because most people are just like, that's, a, you know, that's kind of nutty behavior, but it has no impact on my life. Then there's true political craziness, which is boys should be girls and girls should be boys. Everybody who disagrees with me wants Jim Crow. What if we pour money onto a gasoline fire of inflation? And what if we just surrender to China and Russia? terms, what if we just give Afghanistan to the town? Ta- like, just give it to them for no reason. Here, have, have Afghanistan. That's a form of crazy that has real impact on people's lives as opposed to, you know, the bad tweets. And Democrats failed to recognize that. They thought so long as they slapped a kindly old face on an insane agenda, everything would be fine. Wrong And it turns out all that happens is that people begin to realize that the kindly old face ain't so kindly when the agenda is really nefarious. they will get to more of this in just one second. First. Let's talk about a simple fact. You need life insurance. Let's say tomorrow there were to be an alien invasion. And you knew it was coming because a long time ago in the past, you were just out on your farm and you had been abducted by aliens. So you had been warning everybody you knew for 20 years. Right? You had forethought. You had foresight. You knew this was going to happen. And so you were called once more into battle because you'd once been in the Air Force and um, you'd been discharged. And you, you got into your rickety biplane. And as you were flying directly up into the heart of one of the giant invaders' spaceships, it occurred to you, man, I knew about this 20 years in advance, but I didn't buy life insurance. That was a real mistake. Should have gone over to Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Answer a few questions about yourself in minutes. You can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, compare personalized quotes to find your best price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Their licensed experts will help you understand your options and apply for a policy. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you every step until you are covered. Policy Genius does not add on extra fees. Policy Genius doesn't sell your information to third parties. Policy Genius has thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. And since 2014, they've helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and placed $120 billion in coverage. Head on over. To policygenius.com slash Shapiro, get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save today. Okay, so Joe Biden is is having a a terrible, terrible first year, Mark Thiessen has a very good column over at the Washington Post all about this. He says, this is the lived reality millions of Americans are facing a year after a year of Biden's presidency. Inflation has reached a 40 year high and we have a massive labor shortage with more than 10 million unfilled jobs. Biden signed a partisan $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill in March. And when Omicron arrived, there weren't enough coronavirus tests or therapeutics. Schools are closing again. Emergency room visits for suspected suicide attempts by adolescent girls have jumped 51% from 2019 to 2021. At least 12 major cities broke annual homicide records in 2021. We are experiencing the worst border crisis in American history, and a surge of deadly fentanyl crossing the southern border has helped fuel an increase of 30% in overdose deaths in the past year. The disastrous retreat from Afghanistan projected weakness on the world stage and emboldened Russia to amass troops along its border with Ukraine, putting us on the knife's edge of a land war in Europe. And while Biden promised in his inaugural address to put his whole soul into uniting the country, he just gave a speech comparing millions of Americans to segregationists and traitors. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad record. That's a pretty bad record. Now, Biden is trying to happy talk his way through this thing. He, he's doing the Obama routine, which is the people just don't understand him. This is Obama's routine. Every time he did something unpopular, he'd be like, well, I just didn't explain it well enough. The American people, if they understood what I was doing, they would love it. And the American people are like, no, we, we understand just what you were doing, and we do not love it as, it, as it turns out. And then you get the same routine from Biden. Well, if I just, uh, come on, you know, you know, man, if you help me explain these policies, then travel, come on up here, Kamala. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is, that, that's going to work. That's, by, by the way, even Elizabeth Warren, who is full-fledged terrible at this, the, the chief Biden, critic from the left in the Senate, even Elizabeth Warren, how bad is she? She, she, um, even she can't answer if Joe Biden is up to the job. She's asked, like, is Joe Biden up to the job, up for the job? And she had reservations.
1: Let me ask you about 2024. Do you believe that President Biden is up for the job?
0: President Biden is running for re-election. I expect to support him. The, his approval ratings are some of the lowest that they've
1: been for a very long time. I, I understand that, but remember we've just finished the first quarter. We're just starting into the second quarter here, so we've got a lot of time, a
0: lot of work in front of us. I love that. Like, so you think he's up to the job? He's like, well, he is running for re-election. Like, so is he is he good at this? He's like, well, there's time. And time exists. I like how they flash his approval rating on the screen there. According to that CBS News poll, by the way, he's gone from 61% approval to 44%. Owie, we don't. <laughs> yeah, those are not good numbers, gang. Those are really bad numbers. So the good news is the White House has found a reason to pivot. They want to pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. They're like Ross in the stairwell with the couch. Pivot. We have to pivot. According to NBC News, White House plots public reset as Biden's agenda fails. I, I love this. I love it so much. Every time the newspapers start talking about how a politician needs to reset, how a politician needs to rejigger their comms, what they really mean is this politician is super bad at it. This is what you hear from Kamala Harris's team every 20 minutes. Like almost on the dot. They should just set a timer on their wash. Like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. Time to reset Kamala's comm strategy. And Kamala's over in the corner saying, uh, it is a, It is time to do what we have always done. and Time is with a clock, and her team's like, "Okay, it's been twenty minutes. T- time to reset that comms." And she's over in the phone. Like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Guys, it isn't the comms. You're bad at this. It's not your. It's not your communication strategy. It's that your policies suck. They're bad. They're bad. I mean, Joe Biden's entire comms strategy during his campaign was: "What if I sit in a basement and eat oatmeal and watch Matlock?" And he won. Okay, so like, it's not about the comms; it's about you sucking at this. I'm not sure you could be worse at this if you tried to be bad at it. It's incredible. We'll get to that. That we'll get to that story in a second about the the tri, the, the attempted rejiggering of the Biden's comm strategy. First, let us talk about your comfort level in your home. So, I've already talked to you many, many times about the Helix Sleep mattress, which I rely upon each and every night in order to refresh me for the next day. But now, Helix has gone beyond the boudoir. They've started making sofas. They just launched a new company. It's called Allform. They're making premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped directly to your door. So, what makes an Allform sofa really cool? Well, for starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick the fabric. It is spill-stain, scratch-resistant. The sofa color, the color of the legs, sofa size, and shape. Make sure it is perfect for you and your home. I have an all-form sofa sitting directly in my home right now. I got one for my parents as well. They've got armchairs. They've got love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. There is something for everyone. I've got that three-seat sofa with the chaise in the sand color with espresso legs. It's super comfortable. It is my preferred couch for napping. If getting a sofa without trying it in store sounds risky, well, you don't need to worry because you have 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. They also have a forever warranty, literally for all time. Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash Ben. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Ben. Go check them out right now. Okay, so according to NBC News, it's time for a reset. It's a reset, guys. Biden's reset plan, senior administration official said, is to make his conversations with members of Congress less of a public priority and to emphasize spending more time communicating directly with Americans. Yeah, that's going to go well because he's done a great job of that so far. You know, every week he gets on your TV and falls asleep. He gets on your TV, he's like, uh, COVID is and the unvaxxed are let's let's hit them with my with my walker. I'm gonna hit them with my walker. And America's like, ah, it's not he didn't that's that's not good. He's like, Well, if you don't you don't like that, here I am on your TV again. And I think that you wanna re enslave black people. And it's a that No, not doing it. Not that, that's that's not helping, Joe. What if I what if I say that that you guys are are basically Hitler? No, this isn't going to work. Joe Biden is a bad communicator. He's very very bad at this. This is the the part that's so funny is he's a master communicator. The dude ran for president eighty three times. He lost all of the times. The only reason anyone even knows Joe Biden's name right now, other than as the the foolish plagiaristic senator who had to drop out of a presidential race once and got shellacked every other time he ran and was a senator from a state that is mainly run by credit card companies. The only reason anyone has ever heard of Joe Biden is because Barack Obama needed a buffoonish old white man to be his vice president. Now, sometimes I say that that Kamala Harris was an affirmative action pick because she was, because Joe Biden said, I need a black woman. Joe Biden was also an affirmative action pick. Barack Obama was like, what if I just take a staid old white man so that I look moderate? That was pretty much his agenda. And Joe Biden continued to fail upward. The only reason that Joe Biden is president right now is because Barack Obama picked him for his vice president. And then his main competition in a Democratic primary was a senile old communist. And then his main competition in a presidential race was a guy who just blurred all over Twitter every two, two minutes. Like that, that is the only reason that this idiot is president of the United States. And they're like, well, what if he talked more to the American? You go for it, man. Put him on the TVs every day. More of him. He does a spectacular job. First rule of holes, stop digging. But Joe Biden is out there with a spade digging just all the way to China. There is a recognition we need to change the dynamic, a senior administration official told NBC News, adding that Biden has told aides and lawmakers he intends to make the shift. There's nothing that Joe Biden does better than than sticking and moving. That's, That's what he's great at. Part of the goal is to shed the growing image that Biden is approaching the presidency like a member of the Senate, where he spent more than three decades. He's mindful. He doesn't want to send the message. His role is to be legislator in chief, another senior administration official said. Biden's advisors are looking at a variety of ways for him to engage more with Americans, officials said. There's no agreement yet about what the alternatives might entail. He can only eat ice cream so many times. He can only run naked after his dog from the shower like so many times. While there is unity among advisors about having Biden talk to more people directly, another official said, there's no agreement about whether the effort will work. No, there is. It's not going to work. I'm just going to put it, it's not going to work. Spoiler alert, Joe Biden talking to humans, not a thing that works. Changing a White House strategy to engage more directly with Americans is an evergreen reset plan that has been activated by previous presidents who have found themselves in politically precarious moments. For Biden, that moment has arrived earlier than his team expected, after early momentum from his sweeping safety net bill. Presidential historian Michael Beschloss said, oftentimes in modern history, when a president has frustrations and drops in the polls, the president will say, it's now time for me to talk over the heads of the elites and talk directly to the people to convince them that what I'm trying to do is right. Yeah, the problem is that Biden can't talk anymore. He just grunts and makes noises. Biden has struggled to gain his footing on the coronavirus pandemic, which he promised to get under control and ultimately defeat. He's also been hampered by the collapse of Build Back Better. While some of Biden's aides have expressed concern, they're very concerned that he is seemingly bogged down at the White House, giving too many one-dimensional speeches from Washington instead of showcasing what they see as his greatest political strength, empathy and an ability to connect with ordinary Americans. That is gone. He blew it up. It's over for him. And this is why he's not going to recover. The reason he's not going to recover is because once you blow the empathy line, it ain't coming back. Once it has been revealed that you care less about American soldiers dying in Afghanistan than you reaching a pullout by an arbitrary date so that you can celebrate yourself as some sort of grand peacemaker, which is what happened in Afghanistan, that ain't coming back. Joe Biden, Captain Empathy was always bullcrap, but it certainly is not coming back now. And when he started defending his action in Afghanistan and, and dead service members in Afghanistan by citing the fact that his son died of brain cancer, like, no, none of that works and it ain't coming back and it is over for him. He's still got to be president for three years, but that guy is a lame duck right now. And by the way, that lame duckery has consequences, as it turns out. He is failing on every single front. Remember, Joe Biden and Barack Obama in 2012 suggested when Mitt Romney said that the greatest geopolitical threat the United States faced was Russia, Joe Biden said, that the 1980s called and they wanted their foreign policy back. Well, now Russia is about to invade Ukraine. Russia has 100,000 troops on the borders of Ukraine. They're openly threatening Ukraine. And Joe Biden's own White House is like, yeah, they could invade at any moment. We, we really have no plans.
1: Do you think the threat of invasion is getting higher or lower? Well, I think, as I noted a few minutes ago, we believe we're now at a stage where Russia could at any point launch an attack on Ukraine. Uh, I would say that's more stark than we have been.
0: More st- Well, I mean, now that you've said it, Problem solved, right, guys? Tony Blinken is being sent to meet his Russian counterpart as the White House is warning that Moscow could attack Ukraine at any point. And given Antony Blinken's stellar record of being terrible at literally everything he touches, I'm sure this will end really, really well. I'm sure he's going to do a great job. Yeah, I'm, you know, no, not so much. Not so much. Again, every wound that this administration is suffering from is a wound they inflicted themselves. They made all this happen. This is not, again, some sort of extraneous circumstance that crashed down upon their heads like the Civil War upon Lincoln or like the Great Depression on Herbert Hoover. Every single thing that has happened right now that is damaging this administration is the fault of this administration. It's unprecedented. It really is incredible. We'll get to more of it in just one second. First, are you spending too much money on gas? Of course you are. Why? Well, because Joe Biden is the president of the United States and everything he touches turns to crap. Well, here's the thing. There is an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download that free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro. Get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro. Get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank of gas. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to 300 bucks a year in cash back. There is no catch. The cash back gets added directly to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download that free GetUpside app. Use promo code Shapiro. Get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your very first tank of gas. That is promo code Shapiro. Get that free get upside app and turn the situation of crap to app with get that free get upside app. Yeah, I know it was clever, right? Use promo code Shapiro, get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on that first tank when you get that free GetUpside app and use promo code Shapiro. Okay, so Tony Blinken, the greatest of all secretaries of state has now been deployed over to talk with the Russians. According to the Washington Post, Secretary of State Blinken will meet Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in Geneva on Friday in an effort to resolve the standoff over Ukraine, with U.S. officials warning a Russian invasion could be imminent. The meeting will follow a week of intense diplomacy as the top U.S. diplomat heads to Ukraine and Germany for discussions on the crisis, the State Department said. Adding urgency to Blinken's talks is Russia's fresh deployment of troops to Belarus to conduct major military exercises that will further strengthen the number of Russian forces along Ukraine's border. The troop movements, coupled with statements from Moscow that it was unsatisfied with meetings held with the United States, European and NATO officials last week, have had some officials in Washington fearing the worst. Despite the troubling developments, a senior State Department official said the meeting between Blinken and Lavrov in the Swiss city indicated that diplomacy is not dead. The official said, we are prepared to continue to engage with Russia on security issues in a meaningful reciprocal dialogue. We'll see this Friday if Russia prepares to do the same. The official declined to say if the US or Russia first proposed the meeting. The reason he declined is because the answer is the United States. And the, the answer is that the United States is going hat in hand to the Russians to say, what can we do to prevent you from simply walking into Ukraine? See, here's the thing. Maybe we'll have some sort of response to Russia invading Ukraine. But the reason Russia is invading Ukraine is because when you surrender on the world stage to, you know, a bunch of barbarians from the 8th century, all of your political opponents look at you and go, hey, maybe we should do something too. Hilariously enough, We still have members of the Biden administration defending the administration's activities in Afghanistan. UN Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, she still thinks that we fixed things in Afghanistan, which is kind of incredible considering that, you know, the entire country is now under the purview of a a massive terror group. We ended a 20-year war. The president committed to doing that uh, and he followed through on that commitment. It was a challenging withdrawal. Uh, But I can tell you that I have met with our Afghan allies who are here in the U.S., including just as recently as yesterday. And people are proud of of the support that the U.S. government has provided to them and proud of uh, their uh, relationship with the the U.S. government. Uh, This was a a situation uh, that we found and the president fixed it. So now everybody in the Biden administration is just singing songs from South Pacific. Keep on happy talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. I mean, my goodness, just the happy talk. It was was a wild success, guys. And if they say it over and over enough, then probably you'll believe it. Meanwhile, China, Russia, and Iran are teaming up for joint naval exercises. So this is going great. According to Newsweek, Russia has said it will take part in joint naval exercises with both China and Iran as scrutiny grows over Moscow's military maneuvers following a buildup of troops next to the Ukrainian border. The announcement comes only days after Moscow said it would conduct a snap combat readiness inspection of its troops in the Russian Far East amid growing alarm in world capitals over the prospect of an invasion of Ukraine. So things are going great on foreign policy. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is completely failing on COVID, like utterly and completely failing on COVID. Now, the reason that he's failing on COVID is because no one succeeds on COVID. What I mean by this is the only people who succeed on COVID are the people who protect the most vulnerable and leave everybody else alone. And you know, he's starting to pick up on this. Everyone else on Earth, literally all of them. So, for example, Boris Johnson of the UK said earlier this morning, quote, from tomorrow, we will no longer require face masks in classrooms, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance on their use in communal areas. Right? Saying it's over. Go back to your lives. That is Boris Johnson in the UK. Meanwhile, in Israel, which has been hyperactive on COVID, right, everybody in Israel is supposed to get 87 straight shots until the majority of their body tissue is composed of of the vaccine, now they're leading vaccine expert. He's like, yeah, you know what? We're not doing that anymore. He says the Green Pass vaccine passport is no longer relevant in the Omicron area and should be phased out. Meanwhile, I got Washington, D.C. locked down and Gensaki telling you that you should slap an N95 on your child. Professor Suriel Cohen is he- the head of immunology at Bar-Ilan University. He's a member of the advisory committee for vaccines for the Israeli government. He says that he was surprised and disappointed that the vaccines did not prevent transmission as they had originally hoped. He apologized for closing schools. He says that widespread infection is now an inevitable part of future immunity. He says we're not sure, shooting for herd immunity. That is just the result of the simple fact that Omicron is going to hit everybody. And he says that Omicron has now accelerated the pandemic into the endemic phase in which COVID will be like the flu. Okay, so all over the world, people are starting to realize that you got to let this go. But Biden won't let it go. He keeps trying to grip it harder. Okay, so, So... Here is the Washington Post reporting on Biden's first year. Quote, a year ago, Biden unveiled a 200-page plan to defeat COVID. He has struggled to deliver on some key promises. Boy, howdy, ain't that an underestimation of how badly he has failed. The president declared in its pandemic strategy, released January 21, 2021, businesses are closing, hospitals are full, families are saying goodbye to their loved ones remotely. Our nation continues to experience the darkest days of the pandemic. Yet after a period when Biden's vaccination focus appeared to be paying off, many of those problems have roared back as the Delta variant and then Omicron tore across the country. Once again, doctors and nurses are pleading for relief as hospitalizations set new daily records and more facilities move to ration care. By the way, many of these facilities are rationing care specifically because of things like the Joe Biden vax mandate, which has taken a crap load of doctors and nurses offline. And the simple fact is that the number of hospitalizations in the United States right now has been fairly steady. It really has not risen supremely dramatically in terms of long-term hospitalizations. In fact, people who are going to the hospital with Omicron very often they're not going because of Omicron. They're going because they broke their leg and they were tested for Omicron. They have it and they're asymptomatic. And even if they are going for Omicron, the average hospital stay is now down from like four days to 1.6 days. Omicron is way less severe, thank God, than Delta is. But everybody on the left is unhappy with Biden for not doing enough. And everybody on the right is unhappy with Biden because he just won't let this thing go. Right? The Washington Post. Says, as he prepared to take office, Biden oversaw a 200-page pandemic plan that promised to restore trust in the federal government, protect essential workers, and slow COVID spread. But as president, he has struggled to execute key parts of it. Page 59 promised predictable and robust federal purchasing of COVID test kits. Wrong. Page 81 pledged to support schools in implementing COVID-19 screening testing. Wrong. Page 103 vowed to ensure patient safety in nursing homes by boosting staffing and vaccinations. Wrong. So here's the bottom line. Dude has failed. And everybody knows that he has failed. So how is he dealing with this? He's planning to give you a free N95. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that really? Really? With Omicron? That's your plan. Your plan is what the government should have done in like May of 2020. This is what the government should have done in May 2020, by the way. The government should have sent everybody an N95 in May of 2020, April 2020, like as soon as humanly possible. And they should have said, if you feel that you are at risk, then you should wear an N95. And if you are young and you are healthy, you probably shouldn't. That's what Sweden did, and everything was okay. Okay, like the 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 big mistake in Sweden is that they didn't shield the elderly enough. But now they're now they're sending 400 million non-surgical N95s to people from the strategic national stockpile. Okay, how how is this going to be effective? Hey, okay, no one thinks this is going to be effective. Is 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 the reality? And so this has reduced the the even Democrats are now throwing Biden under the bus on this stuff. Here's Democrat Tim Ryan from Ohio, and moderate Democrats. Realize that 2022 is going to be an anti-Biden wave year. And so some of them are starting to dissociate from, from Biden. They're like, I, I'm going to stand all the way. They're like Homer Simpson with the Bush. They're just kind of drawing back into the Bush away from Biden. Here is, uh, here's Tim Ryan.
1: We need the president. We need the administration uh, to lead the way. They're, they're in charge. The buck stops there. There's no doubt about that. And, and we need to get things done. We're not doing good enough. We're two years into this thing. And I think that the frustration level is getting to people here. And do you blame President Biden for that frustration? Well, I mean, the president is the president, and there's no question that he bears some responsibility for it.
0: Yeah, I, I think maybe just, just a little bit. The media, for, for their part, they're they're continuing to try to spin on behalf of Biden, and it's just failing. Anyway, Joe Biden's actual job approval rating, according to Gallup, today dropped again to 40%. So he he's now 16 points underwater, <laughs> according to Gallup, on the one-year anniversary of his inauguration. It's just that amazing, amazing stuff. Here is it. So it's the media trying to do their best to spin for for Biden still. And right, so here is Don Lemon, uh, ever the good soldier on behalf of the Biden administration. I-, I have to say, Don Lemon is not a smart human. Wow, is he not a smart human?
1: When I tell people, I said, well, you know, they'll say, well, I've been doing the own, my own research. And uh, last week I was in Miami. I said, how did you get to Miami? I flew. That's science. <laughs> so if you don't believe in science, why didn't you walk? Right. If you, it, 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 it's, well, because I can't always follow the science. That's the reason that you're here. That's the re- reason that you don't have polio. That's the reason we don't see polio cases. That's the reason why we don't see smallpox cases, is because your parents had the wherewithal and the sense to get you vaccinated as a child. So oh, I don't understand. were under- told that they had to. Or t- that you had to, because what? We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who-, who think that they can do their own research.
0: You can't do your own research, man. If you did your own research, would you get on a plane, man? Would you get on a... I would, because you know what doesn't happen with a plane? Okay, let's say that, that planes, they took off, and like every 200 miles or so, they broke down, and you had to get on a new plane. Let's say that you got on a plane, and some of those planes just kind of crashed randomly, and you're like, why? I don't understand. What if they told you that every time you took a plane, it was going to be a one, a nonstop all the way cross country, but as it turns out, it ran out of gas every 150 miles. Would you, would you be a little more skeptical about maybe, maybe you would take a train? Maybe you might consider taking a train. By the way, Joe, uh, Don Lemon, speaking about science and planes, it, he, has, he has picked a poor example, Don Lemon. I'm old enough to remember when you suggested that maybe a plane was eaten by a black hole on national television. What if it was
1: hijacking or terrorism or mechanical failure or <laughs> pilot error? But what if it was something fully that we don't really understand? A lot of people have been asking about that, about black holes and on and on and on and all of these conspiracy theories. Let's look at this. Uh, Noah says, what else can you think about? Black hole, Bermuda Triangle. And then Deji says, "Huh, just like the movie Lost. And of course, it's also, they're also referencing the Twilight Zone, which has a very similar mm. plot. That's yeah. what people are
0: saying. I know it's preposterous, but it, is it preposterous, you think, Mary? It's preposterous, but is it preposterous that a black hole might have eaten a plane? Because science! Science, Captain Science over here. Yeah, uh, the, the, these are... When you're relegated to having Don Lemon defend you, you you have a real problem on your hands. Okay, in one second, we'll get to Joe Biden's failures on the economy because we've talked about foreign policy and we've talked about COVID. We'll get to the economy in just one second because it just keeps getting worse for Joe Biden. First, let's talk about a simple fact. In many places, you just need homeowners insurance, right? And you need homeowners insurance because you're afraid that A fire, a flood, or a burglary could destroy you financially. There's another major crime that your homeowner's insurance does not cover. However, this is called home title fraud. The FBI calls title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes. It can ruin you financially. That is the reason you need home title lock. So here's what happens when title fraud occurs. Well, a criminal forges your signature on documents stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out a loan against your home and leaves you with the payments. You'll spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Home title lock puts a barrier around your home title. The instant they detect anyone from a cyber thief to a renter to a relative trying to forge their way onto your home title, they help shut it down cold. Go to hometitlelock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim, and then enter radio for your 60-day money-back guarantee. That's code radio at hometitlelock.com. Again, hometitlelock.com. Protect yourself from a crime that really goes after your most valuable asset. The most expensive thing you own is undoubtedly your home. Don't let anybody access the value in that home. Go to hometitlelock.com right now and use code radio for a 60-day money-back guarantee. All we'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, guys, the first gathering for my book club kicks off tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Unless you're a very fast reader, you should probably already have joined the book club at thirdthursdaybookclub.com and signed up as a Daily Wire member to get my notes and guide for tomorrow's discussion. Or perhaps you can just use my notes and guide as a cheat sheet if you want to sign up like right now. January's book of choice is George Orwell's fantastic dystopian novel, 1984. Of course, that is our first book. And tomorrow, we will also announce what we're doing for our second book. So remember, sign up for the book club at thirdthursdaybookclub.com. Daily Wire members get my full notes and guide to each month's book. Then, on the third Thursday of each month, I will join all Access members online for an in-depth lecture and discussion where you can ask me questions directly. Right now, get 25% off a Daily Wire membership with code 1984 over at dailywire.com slash subscribe. I can't wait to hang out and discuss Orwell with you. I love reading. And if you had made yourself a New Year's resolution to read more this year, you need to join the book club. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code 1984 for your all access membership. And you can hang with me and the third Thursday book club tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. You are listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So you're one of the Biden presidency, a giant fail. Foreign policy, fail. COVID, fail. Economy, massive fail. How do you know that the economy is, is massively failing when CNN is now running pieces titled should the government control the price of food and gas? So we went from inflation doesn't exist it's all in your mind. You shouldn't worry about it at all. It has been a problem in America for 40 years to, well, inflation is happening, but it's transitory. It'll go away soon to build back better is probably going to help the inflation to well, inflation isn't transitory and it's here, but it's good because it just it, it demonstrates how much demand there is. So inflation is actually a positive and we should view it that way to what if the government actually just controls prices now because inflation is really bad and scary. It's amazing that evolution, right? We went all the way from inflation is not happening to inflation is permanent and also the government should control food and gas prices. Like that, that's a pretty wild transition, is it not? According to CNN. People are paying a lot more for food, gas, cars, and services. Inflation isn't over yet as pandemic continues to distort the economy. So should governments consider setting the price of essential goods? It's been done before, typically during times of crisis. But for most mainstream economists, the answer to this is a resounding no. Limiting how much companies can charge will distort markets, causing shortages and exacerbating supply chain problems while only temporarily reducing inflation. Well, yeah, duh. Just stop, seriously, said Austin Goolsbee, a professor at the University of Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) just stop seriously is the best response. That that is a good response by Austin Goolsby. Goolsby previously served as chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors under Obama. The attitude toward price controls appears to be similar in Washington, where policymakers have shown little enthusiasm for even targeted or temporary measures, despite growing pressure on middle-class families that feel the pain of price increases more than the rich. Still, says CNN, with annual inflation, Running at a four-decade high of 7%, price controls could feature in future debates over how to reduce prices. See, here's the thing. When you create price controls, you are, you are being an idiot because a price control does not increase the manufacturing. It doesn't actually mean that there is more of the product. It just means that there is more demand for less of a product. That's all that happens. It radically distorts markets. I, I love that, that CNN then tries to debunk this. Like economists who are skeptical of price controls often point to basic economic concepts. Yes, that they, they argue that capping prices encourages companies to produce less of the product while making it more attractive to consumers. Supply goes down, demand goes up. Yes, but that doesn't stop governments around the world from resorting to price controls. There's plenty of precedent for price controls in the US. Like CNN is now actively arguing on behalf of price controls, the single most ridiculous and counterproductive economic policy that any government can take. I look at rent control, which radically reduces the amount of supply in housing. Also, the quality of housing leads landlords to simply abandon things and leads to housing shortages. Control of prices and wages is a terrible, terrible idea. But when you box yourself into a corner, what exactly are you supposed to do? Meanwhile, Joe Biden is trying to politicize the Fed. According to Jeb Hensarling, writing for The Wall Street Journal, During Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome's Powell reconfirmation hearing last week, there was an understandable focus on inflation. Led by Republican Senator Pat Toomey, several senators expressed concern that politicization of the Fed is hampering its effectiveness in dealing with inflation and could lead to an erosion of monetary policy independence. If such concerns are left unaddressed, the American economy will suffer. Congress should resist the temptation to use the Fed to advance social policy or fund its favorite programs off budget. In turn, the Fed should halt its mission creep into fiscal policy and stay out of unrelated partisan congressional debate. However, the Fed has become thoroughly ensconced in fiscal policy, specifically credit policy, by backstopping practically every credit market in the United States. And now the Democrats wish to make this worse. And the Fed wishes to thoroughly politicize the Fed by basically declaring that all monetary policy is emergency policy. The the, the Fed is, is losing its independence to the executive branch, and that is a problem. And Joe Biden wants that problem, right? I mean, he wants more control. The solution for Joe Biden to a lack of, of ability is more control. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, when we say something is free, it should mean, you know, free, like no strings attached, no hidden costs, no fine print to decipher. When you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just thirty-five bucks monthly for unlimited talk, text 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. Pure Talk saves the average family almost 1000 bucks a year. Plus, with Pure Talk, you know you're spending your hard-earned money with a company that aligns with your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make that switch today. Head on over to puretalk.com slash to claim eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Switch on over to my cell phone company. I've been using Pure Talk myself for Several years at this point. I can tell you, the coverage is excellent. Go check them out right now. PureTalk.com slash Shapiro. Meanwhile, Joe Biden can't even control his own party. So the, the internal democratic war continues apace. So yesterday, Joe Biden, Joe Biden is now seeing that the American public hate his guts and are not interested in his party controlling Congress. His new answer is just a plain old conspiracy theory. If we lose, it's because they rigged the elections. Now, again, it is incredible to me that we have spent a couple of years here talking about how, Donald Trump perverted American elections and he's undermining faith in American elections. Meanwhile, the president of the United States is literally going around to places like Georgia and saying that if votes take place under current rules, it will have been rigged. That any election procedure that takes place in a Republican state can effectively be questioned and thrown out because the procedures are rigged. What he is saying is no different than anything Trump said, except he has even less evidence of voter suppression than Trump had of election fraud. And yet the media are just on top. Like, this is what Joe Biden tweeted yesterday. He tweeted this. Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. It's about making it harder to vote. Who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. We have to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and John Lewis voting rights. Everyone's Okay, so um, Jim Crow 2.0. So he's immediately saying that. Every election security law in America is about preventing black people from voting. It's Jim Crow 2.0. He says it's about voter suppression. Name the voter who has been suppressed, Mr. President. A voter, one, just one, who's been suppressed, who's been prevented from voting in the United States. Name a human, one. It shouldn't be hard. You're saying it's happening millions and millions and millions of times over in Republican states. Right now, name them. Name one. You can't, because it's a lie. Elections, he's saying that not only are you preventing people from voting, you are then subverting elections By literally changing the counts, right? He's saying, who gets to count the vote is the real question. You're changing the, he's accusing Republicans of not only rigging who gets to vote, but then rigging how the votes are actually counted. That is a full-fledged conspiracy theory. It's madness. Okay, so he's failed on every front. And so his new solution is to suggest that votes are being stolen in the United States and that everyone who opposes him is a vicious racist in favor of Jim Crow. Meanwhile, he's trotting out Jen Psaki to explain, That, you know, when he says that you love segregation and that you're with Bull Connor, that's not divisive. That's just the truth.
1: The president delivered a powerful speech about uh, the protection of people's fundamental rights in this uh, in this country, which is their right to vote, the right to uh, to vote for anyone they choose, whether it is him or someone else. It was not a partisan speech. It was intended to lay out for the public exactly what's at stake and lay out for elected officials what's at stake. Um, and he stands by everything he said in that speech.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He's got nothing else. When in doubt, if you're a Democrat, call everybody a racist. And the person who probably is best placed to call everybody a racist is an 80-year-old white man who used to hang out with George Wallace in the Senate. Probably that guy. That one. Good call. There. By, by the way, he's destroying his own party. This idiot is so bad at this. He's destroying his own party right now. He has Chuck Schumer up on the Hill proposing, proposing a vote on this voting rights bill, this, this nonsense garbage federalization of elections bill. And he doesn't even have Full Democratic support for it. Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema don't even support it. Like, this is crazy. He's so out of control and so incompetent at this that he's not content with destroying his own executive branch leadership. He's destroying his own Senate majority in real time at the behest of Chuck Schumer, who's simply trying to avoid a primary from like AOC. It's unbelievable. So in synopsis, is this guy a good president? This guy is the worst single president in American history after one year. Man, I cannot wait to see what the next few years bring. My goodness. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out our newest podcast, Morning Wire, on today's episode. They take a look at Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's first week in office. That episode is available right now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure to tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring, our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our production manager is Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Bradford Carrington, editing is by Adam Saevitz, audio is mixed by Mike Coromina, hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant Jessica Crand. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. John Bickley here, Daily Wire editor in chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire. On today's episode, new polling shows a
1: dramatic shift in favor of Republicans, the rise of the DEI executive class, and Virginia's new governor issues several executive orders. Join us and get the facts first on the news you need to know with our show, Morning Wire.